Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller as they uncover the mysteries of the true fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi guys, and welcome to Changeling the Lost Vanity, where we left off last time. It was a bit of a cliffhanger. Raymond had, we'll just say it, Raymond had just shot Charlie in his, in his beach house. The rest of the gang kind of fled away from the scene, but but now we're back with Manny, and he is about to confront Raymond as Raymond has just just gotten out of the water. We have Frank, who was standing by Raymond, and let me see. I think Manny, Isabel, and Katrina had all just approached in Isabel's car. So let's just pick it right up where we left off last time. We have... Uh, Manny, who just immediately got out of the car and just begins walking up to Raymond to approach him. And so Manny walks straight up to you, Raymond. You see this this seriousness in his eyes. You see the the quickness in his movements, and he kind of he just he just opens the door of the car and he just he just takes as many steps towards you until he's just standing right in front of you. What happened last session when we were all inside of Raymond's house? The group, everybody inside of the house was beginning to feel the, the effects of some sort of, of power. Right now, that power has seemed to have, have faded from you know, whatever, whatever was causing it. And no, Manny does not look sick anymore. Manny looks his normal self as he, as he rushes to Raymond. And he just stands before you. Frank, you're standing to the side of, of Raymond um, you're about ten feet away from both Manny and Raymond at this point, and Manny is looking at you. He's he's very he has a relieved look in his face to see that you're okay. He was very worried when he left with the others that and had left you at the at the house that something may have happened to you, and you know that was when everybody actually was able to see fear in him for the first time. So he looks at you, Frank. And he, he looks back at you, Raymond, and he just says, Frank, get my car, go, drive up the street. Tell the others to get in their respective cars and go. I need you guys to get out of here. I'm going to be walking right, up the boss. street and you can pick me up. Katrina and Isabel, you guys are both in Isabel's car right now at Raymond's property, about 20 feet away from the beach that the others are standing at. I would have opened the door and gotten out but left the car like in park and running and just with okay. the door open just kind of standing on the right there with the door open in that open doorway just kind of watching right like, okay unsure if i should go follow him or so then you're able to see and hear all of what's happening right now katrina are you still inside of the vehicle i know that you were a little bit shaken by what had happened yeah she stays in the car okay so Manny looks, and as, as Frank is walking back to the cars, Manny yells, and he says, Get out of here now! Get the fuck out of here, you guys! And you can see he's pissed. He's just like, he just wants you guys to leave. 
drive off. But does anyone else do anything? Is he just talking to us directly just, and that's it? He's just he's just talking to you guys directly. So Frank, I imagine you're walking back to to Manny's SUV, which is which is there mm -hmm. right now. And um, the keys are, are still inside of it, and he's just he's told you to just go. And he's just he's just staring at Raymond, kind of just waiting for, for the others to to go. I have this I have this indecision. Mm -hmm. It's like on one hand, he was very clearly like something was wrong with him. And so her immediate concern was getting him out of danger. And then now she's back. And like, what if something starts happening again? She doesn't want to leave. But at the same time, she really doesn't want to be involved in any of this shit anyway. So it's like, it's like, she's, te he's telling her what deep down what she wants to do. But at the same time, she's, so she's hesitating. Needless to say, she's, she's kind of hesitating for a moment. Are you just going to wait for the police to get here? Go. Why, why would there be police? Manny is, is thinking now, like, and this is nothing he thought about, like, before, but now it's starting to register with him that you guys are, like, all at this crime scene, you know what I mean? And there could be somebody who heard the gunshot, he's thinking. Also, he's thinking there could be somebody who's just, you know, maybe saw all this commotion with the cars peeling out and, and coming back and, and this commotion that's going on outside. So right now, he is just, like, pleading for you guys to to go he just wants you guys to leave he's like i'll take care of this isabel please go and during this like raymond's just standing there with like no emotion just staring towards like the, you know what i mean her by the car just like waiting for her to leave too like starting to get a little impatient does um katrina say anything she stays in the car but she says to isabel please let's just go yeah i think that would be the like triggering thing where she just kind of jars out of her indecision then uh and would leave but until that point she was like strongly considering just marching over there and slapping somebody <laughs> <laughs> she's like no why the fuck would i leave but with that in mind then she's just kind of she looks down at her you know because again she's standing will give a sigh you know seeing the distress you know and uh get in the car and so I take it, um, you know, both both vehicles pull out of the driveway and, and start making their way up the street. We can just say that Frank pulls out first in Manny's uh, SUV, and he didn't really give any instructions on where to go. So we'll just say that you, you, you start up the street, and Katrina and Isabel, I don't know if you guys start in the same direction, but we're going to say for right now that both the cars have left Raymond's property. Raymond, Manny is just staring daggers at you, not saying anything at the moment. And you guys are both just standing there outside of the beach house. It's, it's pretty quiet right now, save for the, the sounds of the, of the beach. You hear the, the waves crashing against the shore. You can hear the seagulls and the, the breeze um, shaking the palm trees. And he's just staring daggers at you, just not saying anything, not moving, until finally he's just like, I don't know what to do with you, Raymond. I really think you've lost it this time. Why? Why would you think that? You don't think I would do what I did? For you just killed just, your courtmate in there. I killed someone who had been compromised by one of them, and you saw that. I know something went on in there, but I don't know if I like how you handled that, Raymond. I'm really starting to think you you might have fucking lost it for real this time. What the fuck is wrong with you? 
You just killed your own cord mate in there. I killed something that brought over whatever was causing all that shit to us. Whatever Frank saw. You're coming here passing judgment on me without even asking me what led to my actions. He starts rubbing his forehead. He's like, all right, look, look, look. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to answer to the to the freehold. You you're gonna have to ex you're gonna have to plead your case to them, man. You know whoa, whoa, how it works you, around here. What what do you want me to plead? What do you want me to plead? You want me to tell them that again for the second time for you and for this freehold that I cleaned up a mess that you guys didn't find? Do we really want to go down that route? I thought we were friends here, and I wouldn't want to go down that route either. This isn't the first time that we've been in this situation before, Manny. Listen, Look, this, is what, this is what happened. Charlie got into some shit, got taken advantage of, and was compromised. I saw it firsthand. I saw it that while she was there in that house with us, that thing that Frank saw, he was being her conduit. He even thought that was the case, and he was right. But let's not leave it at that, Manny, since we're putting all our cards out on the table, right? And you're saying, I need to be judged. Why was, why was he even in that situation, Manny? Raymond, listen. No. Manny, I'm tired of listening to everyone. Let me tell you why he was in that situation, Manny. It was because people in power in the city decided to turn their fucking heads when people, survivors like us, were getting dealt drugs and were getting dealt smack to escape the, 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 the reality of what they had came from. And you were one of them. You sat there and turned your head as they were poisoning themselves, which led them to being taken advantage of. How, how many of you watched out for those crow people? Hmm? How many of you checked on them? You, you guys thought it was all done once you accepted them when other freeholds wouldn't and you thought you'd just leave it at that? And now because we left vulnerable people unattended and we didn't try to help them, they were used as a conduit by something that was to come and take us back. Listen, Manny, and you know this, and this is why you're in the position you're in right now of power. We cannot put our heads in the sand any longer. You really want to take me to the freehold and have them pass judgment? You really trust their objectivity right now? You really trust their judgment? You really think they're in the best position to Raymond, make decisions right now? Let's go inside. Let's just go inside for a second. Listen, we can't we can't talk about this out here. I don't even know if anybody's called the cops yet, but let's just sure go inside. You want to see inside there? It's Listen, not pretty. It's nothing I haven't seen before. All right, let's go inside. And and I walk towards my house. He follows behind you. By the way, when we're in there, I'm just gonna indiscreetly pick up my pistol and kind of like, you know what I mean? Place yeah. it back in my belt. And and he sees you do that, and he doesn't he doesn't um he doesn't say anything about it. He it like he is giving off the impression that 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 is like a normal thing for you to be doing at this point. And he's just like, Raymond, I'm not trying to tell you this is your enemy. Listen, you're my friend, and I want what's best for you. I'm trying to think about you here. I'm trying to think about how they're going to see this. You got, you got somebody you were supposed to be looking after who is dead in your apartment right now. How does this look, Raymond? No. It looks like someone finally started looking after the fucking thing. I get that. But who the fuck was looking after him beforehand? No one. I was the one that was taking him in here, trying to fucking fix him. I was the one who found out we have an enemy within our midst. You think I wanted to do that to that kid? You think I want to take the life of a kid who I fucking made a pledge with to fucking protect and to fix? He knew he was damaged. And I even refused to fucking to, to look at it like it was until I saw it firsthand slapped in my face what had happened. Like this thought just crosses your mind. You know, you had made this promise with him that you would not let him leave the house. And you were kind of worried about, or, you know, the thought had crossed your mind immediately after the initial incident that maybe you had, had broken this pledge somehow. 
but you notice you don't feel any different. You don't feel that the tingle of the weird backlashing against you for, for breaking this oath. In a way, it's almost like the, the weird approves of what you did. You know, maybe, maybe it appreciated the method in which you prevented him from leaving, and it's satisfied. Because the weird always appreciates a story, and it, the force that, that binds changelings together through, through pledges was able to somehow, in its primordial nature and essence, appreciate the way that this, this deal went down. And so, so you think about that as you're starting to explain, you don't feel any different for pledge-wise. You know what I mean? You, you didn't feel the, the backlash of this promise being broken. Because think about it, you didn't let him leave, just like you promised. And whether or not that, you know, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't your, your plan for it to go down that way. But either way, the weird is extremely satisfied. I like so that you yeah. mentioned that. Because I was going to rationalize it. Like when you said I didn't feel anything, that's how exactly how I was going to rationalize it. My character was, you know, like he must have made the right decision because he would feel a backlash right now. Um, I'm going to grab like two cups, glass cups from my mm -hmm. cupboard and a bottle of whatever kind of whiskey I may have and just kind of like pour two drinks and kind of standing in the kitchen counter, like out of sight of Charlie's body. You know what I mean? Because I don't want, I mean, I'm not, that fucked up and i don't want to see that so i kind of like slide the glass over to manny and i just kind of like take a sip i'm like listen manny we had a we are at a crossroads right now we well, seriously we are you know something's happening manny someone's threatening you and thus are threatening the freehold and do you really want to put me the one person who you know will will, will, will try to stop this I, I live for nothing else manny what else do i have to live for you do know i, I don't to? No. does it bother me personally that you killed this this drug addict this this layabout no not not really personally but i have to answer to them raymond even though you're my friend i have to answer to them who says that that's who the rules that? raymond that's the rules of this of this we're at war right now manny we're not playing these fucking games that these people play we're not playing these games like fucking katrina plays or isabel plays pretending that we're fucking living these normal lives right now manny Come on, Manny. You have to fucking know those games right now are on pause, and these people are not built or able to handle that. Look at the shit. Someone is openly threatening you, Manny, and then this shit happens. Fuck those people. Fuck what they have to say. Fuck what they think, because guess what? They didn't stop this shit when they were in charge, and now you're in charge, and you can fucking stop this shit. I live for nothing else, Manny but to protect all of us, even those fucking assholes there who want to pretend like everything's normal because they are too weak and they are too ignorant to protect themselves. They can't make the hard decisions. Give them fucking some, tell them, take charge, man. Tell them that they don't fucking need right now or tell them after this is all said and done, I'll go stand before them. I don't give a fuck. That needs to be, once we figure this shit out, I'll turn myself in. I don't care. I don't even want to fucking live, man. If you want to know the goddamn truth of it, there's times I even wonder why I sit here and fucking suffer. I don't enjoy playing pretend like everything's fucking fine. So once we're done here and once this is all figured out, I'll gladly accept their fucking judgment. Let them have their pound of flesh. But right now is not the time to do it, man. We need to get to the bottom of this shit. You can prolong this. You can put them off. Let you me do him, what I need to do. Kind of looking around, like contemplating. Listen, it's quiet, staring into the cup. Let me, Frank, and even those two others do what we have to do. 
they may I'm not like the, the reality right now. are not going to even talk to you again, Raymond. They're disgusted by what you've done. They're all going to be it. disgusted once they find out. Those crow people, they're going to fucking kill you. Do you understand? I can't, I can't no. keep them from you at this point. When they find out what you did to Charlie, they're going to come after you, Raymond. Are you ready for that? Danny, listen. Now I'm just worried about you as a friend. Listen, are you going to be able to hold yourself off against, against three, four of them? What are you going to do? I'm going to have faith in you, Manny, that you're going to make it to where they don't find out, at least for now. And you're going to make it to where I can do what needs to get done. Because guess what? Leadership isn't just strength. You have to be conniving. You have to manipulate people sometimes for their own good. Right now, Katrina and Isabel may, may not like what have happened. And they may never look at me the same. But you have the power to make them do what needs to get done. And if it comes to finding out the bottom of this and making it work, and if you got to feed them some false promise or let them know that, yes, I will fucking risk judgment and I will get my due, then tell them that, that that's what they need to hear. But right now, we can't play these games, Manny. We can't play these games right now, Manny. When was the last time you saw one of them, Manny? Guess what? That ogre who protects you, who you rely on, was scared. When was the last time you saw him scared? He's just this isn't, this isn't normal days. Put him off. Let me do what I need to do. Have Frank help me first. Have these other two help on the side. Let them even, they don't even need to know they're helping me if that's the case. Coordinate this. We need you to coordinate this, Manny. You are a leader. You need to fucking point us in the direction and use us. I am telling you that right now. And then when this is done, to repair your reputation, to keep you in power, I will hand myself over. I give you my word. If we need to make a pledge on that, I will make the pledge on that. I am not afraid of their judgment. I'm afraid of what is lurking and waiting for us to fight amongst each other so they can take advantage of it. You see him kind of just like rubbing the bridge of his nose and he goes, okay, but what do we do about this? And he, he points to Charlie still slumped over in the same sitting position where sure he met you know, his final moments. I'm sure you know people who can clean it up like so he you did last time. You think we should hide this? Yes. And I think you should tell the other two who know to keep their mouth shut for now. Tell them that this will come out in the open. Tell them that you will have me face judgment. But right now, tell them that there's a greater threat than what I just did. And that's true. You're not lying to them. Do you want your people in your freehold right now maybe to be more concerned with me or be more concerned with the threat that is here right now? Think Here's about that. Here's what's going to happen, Raymond. I'm going to give you two hours to get everything you need and get out of here. I don't want to know where you're going. I just don't want to fucking know. And you can contact me and we'll continue to look into this. But there is going to be a day, and the day is going to come soon, man. I'll tell you that, where you're going to have to answer for all this shit. And I'd be damn surprised if they, if they even let you still be part of this freehold after, after what you've done, man. Annie, this isn't the first time I've had to answer for crimes I've done. I'm not afraid of doing it a second time. As, let me take Frank with me. You know what? Why don't you get out of here and I'll have Frank convene with you later. All right. Thank you. Now, man. now my priority is making sure that, you know, making sure that these other guys don't get in trouble for some stupid shit that you've done. This is fucked up, Raymond. I know it is out of character. If I want to make a pledge, like I will turn myself in once this is done. Can, can I do that? Or, or does that have to be like a mutual thing between him and I, or like, how would I like initiate you could, that? Like, you could, you could propose to make a make a promise out of it and and see if he's see if he's willing to bite. All right, Manny. Before I leave, I want to give you my word that once this is done, I will turn myself in for judgment. Once we figure this out, or I will pay for my crimes. 
He puts his hand out to shake yours. And I shake his hand. He says, if you don't turn yourself in after this is all said and done, I promise I'll kill you myself. And you just see this coldness in his eyes as he says that. And it just hits you that, you know, in that moment, he's not a friend. He's just stone cold predator. And you just see that he, he would intend to make full on that promise. And you feel this, this tingle as, as the weird binds your agreement and you, you feel that, that surge of, of energy. So what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to run to my room real quick, grab a backpack, throw like two, a change of clothes in there. Just some quick things. like take like three minutes doing it, throw my pistol in the backpack, take off and my plan and we can handle this later, but I'm going to probably go try to find like a really cheap hotel. You know what I mean? And, and hunker down and we'll, we'll take care of that whenever the scene comes up. So. So as you're as you're throwing stuff into the bag, Manny is kind of just like standing in the doorway behind you, and he's just like, "I'm calling the police after you leave. I'm gonna call from a payphone. Say I heard a gunshot. You know what? I think it's it's only fair to this kid that he be found. I'm not just gonna let him fucking rot in your apartment, Raymond. So get everything you need and go. Yeah. This this life of yours right now is probably gonna be over. You're probably gonna have to start new somewhere." This identity that you have now, you fucking burned it, man. And I hope you realize that. And I hope you realize what I sacrificed and why I did. War's hell, Manny. You got to get used to that, man. And I walk out the door. And he, he, he downs, uh, I don't know, whatever drink you poured into the glass. But he, he just takes it all in one sip. As you're still packing, he just walks out the door and you hear it close behind him. Frank, you're driving in, in Manny's black suv we'll say it's you've just kind of been driving aimlessly for like 20 minutes trying to figure out where to go we're gonna say it's been about about 20 minutes have passed since you guys have initially left raymond's beach house so isabel where where are you right now are you following frank or did you go off and do your own thing you still have katrina in the car as your passenger yeah because i want to get the story from frank on what the fuck happened so she's following him yes wherever he's going she's going frank you finally see like um uh, a parking lot for like a 7-eleven and you decide to just hit the blinker and just pull in and you just park in a spot and katrina's car signals right after you and you just parks it into a spot yeah so isabel uh pulls into the the next parking space and you guys are both just in this like 7-eleven parking lot right now where you can kind of get out and talk and, you know, figure out what the next next step is. Yeah. So the first thing that Frank is going to do is he's going to buy some snacks from that 7-Eleven for the group. I like Why that. Why are we stopping here? I'm hungry. And, oh, uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to drive that far away from Manny just yet. Isabel's going to be sitting there, like, kind of like with this just angry expression, just waiting for you to finish getting your food. Like oh, He won't get gonna, food just gonna... for himself. He'll just like get something like iced coffee or something and whatever, and just have a whole, you know, it's just entire arms full of, you know, just chips and whatever. And yeah, just stuff. And he'll just bring it and plop it 
on the hood of this, your car or something. Just you know. Yeah, when you she'll she'll like take whatever you offer and like turn and like set it aside, you know. But yeah. like she's clearly not interested in that at all, and just kind of have this stern look on her face, say, "What happened?" Well, well, Raymond. Uh, what did he yeah. do, Frank? Well, he killed the kid. Said he was uh, controlled by the, you know, Faye. So, Isabel is visibly shaken by this. Like, she suspected. That's what she thought, but she was ho- still kind of hanging on to that. Like, maybe he's not that stupid. Like, he didn't do- He Come on. He's not going to do that, right? And when you say that, you know, you can see it in her face. Just like the the shock and the anger just kind of washing over her. Well, that's why I brought him to Manny. You know, just to know what's happening now. I guess Manny will call me. Um, <clears throat> how is Katrina? Like, sh- she reacting at all? I think Katrina is still kind of sitting in the car with the door open and maybe she's stretching her legs out. Um, and probably in one of the pauses or at the end of that, she says, I think we should go to Norma. She's in the library right now. She knows Manny. She knows uh, the Crow people. We need to tell Melissa. Well, you have their number? No, that's that's why I'm saying we should go to Norma. She knows people. She has a phone. Gosh, but I'm not sure. I think we should wait for Manny to tell them. Why? Better that way. No, fuck Manny. Manny's not handling this right. Did you see how he was acting? He's not in his right head. Uh, what are you saying? Something's wrong. Something's wrong with him. We can't. We can't. We can't just let this go. What's wrong with him? He was sick. He was sick. Something's wrong. Uh, and he's, he's he's too close to Raymond. He's probably gonna let him go. Fuck he told, really he told us to so? leave. If he was gonna do something, he would have done it there. What would you have done with Raymond? She lets out like this, like string of like Spanish. I don't know enough Spanish to copy that. Sorry. <laughs> just, just imagine that she's like a few some curses and just like, yeah. And a few of this Seven uh, Eleven patrons kind of turn and and look at the group of you as as Isabel lets out this string of of cusses in, in Spanish. You kind of see there's like a few folks standing outside, maybe just having cigarettes and stuff like that. You know how like convenience stores always attract like the type of people who will just kind of like stand around and play like scratch tickets and stuff for hours. And, you, you know, there's there's a little bit of that. There's there's some kids loitering and stuff like that. And, and when Isabel says that, you kind of get a few looks as a group. I'm going to tuck on her arm if I can reach it. And just say uh, very sternly but quietly, let's go to Norma now. This is drawing way too much attention, and I don't want any trouble. And we were all there, and if Manny lets him go for real... Before you even finish all of that, she's getting in the driver's seat, she's shutting the door, and she like looks at, uh, she looks at Frank to see you there, and is peeling out. Like, she is pissed off, pulling out her phone, and driving and trying to dial at the same time. Hand me that, hand me that. 
Who do you want to call? Norma? Call Norma. Tell oh. her we're on our way. So I call Norma. Her phone uh, rings about three times, and she just picks up, and you hear a voice on the other end. Hello? Okay, so she just says hello. I was going to interrupt her, but... Um... She just says hello. Um, so keep in mind, you had actually talked to her on the phone earlier in the day. I know this was like right. two sessions ago, but it was earlier <laughs> in the day that, that you guys had actually talked last, so... Norma, it's me, uh, Katrina. I'm calling you from Isabel's mobile phone. Um, we are on our way to you right now. Shit is fucked up. I can't talk to you about it on the phone, but... What's the matter? Are you okay? No, I'll tell you in 10 minutes. Are you in the library? I'm, I'm still here. Okay, I'll just hang off. So you guys are about... We'll say, we'll say you guys are, are like another 20 minutes from the library. I remember that was like... The, for the most part, the the distance it, it had been from Raymond's house. Well, we're going to guys... there in 12. Yeah. Okay, all right, fair enough. I like that, I like that. So you guys are, are headed there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take you, good, say, 12. Anything else you guys wanted to do, or are you just going straight there? No, I'm, I'm going straight there. So as you drive off, Frank is still in the parking lot at this point. Do you follow suit, Frank, or do you... Uh... Reluctantly. Very reluctantly. All right, so this this caravan kind of pulls off again. You guys are making your way towards uh towards the library where Norma works. Um, Raymond, we'll say we'll say you finish packing up a you know a decent travel bag for yourself, and you're thinking you know you're as ready as you're going to be to to hit the road. Yeah, what I was kind of thinking of doing was like I was going to drive my car to like the seedier side of town. You know what I mean? Where there's mm -hmm. like a bunch of these kind of hotels, I assume are hotels of like, and maybe like four blocks away, kind of just like leave the car, like leave the keys in the car, like a parking lot of like a fast food place or liquor store or whatever. Just kind of walk away from my car. Um, And then, you know, cause I got, I take it. I got like cash on me. Cause I can imagine that Raymond had like a little emergency kit. You know what I mean? To, kind of like how paranoid he is, you know, and he's, I'm going to go find like a seedy hotel and like probably have a baseball cap on or some shit and just like check in under a false name. You know what I mean? Like a fake name, you know, a place that charges by the hour and just kind of go yeah, to the yeah. hotel room. So you, you do know about a few hotels offhand, not that you couldn't just find one if, if you wanted to just head into a neighborhood and just, just see what pops up. You do know about the gold star hotel, which a changeling, runs and use it so it's that's kind of like a freehold thing so probably you wouldn't want to go there no i'm um, trying to stay away from everything freehold at the moment right exactly okay i want to say it's about it's like 6 45 p.m right now it's like starting to get darker out but it's still still daytime but you can kind of see like the the pink in the skies the the sun is starting to to go down and you go outside and it's still deathly quiet and you know you you throw this this kind of travel bag that you set up into your car i'm imagining and you make your way down to you know just greater fort lauderdale and you know some of the kind of sketchier neighborhoods and there's dozens of these hotels you know throughout fort lauderdale so you find one without too much trouble kind of a motor uh kind of a motel type of place with the the rooms on the outside two stories and one of those kind of like balconies that 
connects all the rooms and stuff like that. So you pull into the you pull into the parking lot, and you immediately see the the office of this place. It's this just very small like shack with enough room for a for just like one desk, and there's like a glass screen that you know protects the the owner. Probably deals with not the best type of clientele for this type of place. It, it's pay by the hour, so I'm sure you can imagine there's lots of prostitution and stuff like that that this place would would probably get used for regularly. So you pull into the into the uh, parking lot, and you can see like a few. There's there's like a good seven or eight cars there, but it's by no means like a a, a densely packed motel. This is like you know probably on the the lower end of, of bad motels. I'm talking like, you know, the kind of place where you get bed bugs or it's just like a terrible place. You go in and there's stuff from the last people that were there that is just unspeakable. And it's it's just like even even among seedy motels, this is probably like a less desirable one. But you you see this this office where where you can get a room and check in, and there's a, a heavy set man sitting behind the desk smoking a cigarette, just kind of reading a, a newspaper, and he like doesn't even notice as you approach. Just one thing I wanted to clarify: I wanted to leave my car with his keys like a few blocks away because oh, I'm, right, okay. I'm he's worried about that like with Manny calling the cops, they might like put out APB since he owns a house, you know what I mean, right. on his car or something. So he doesn't want that to track him. So, but I'll yeah, but I walk in there. So when I I tap on like the glass to get this guy's attention. And he looks up from the newspaper and he says, Can I help you? And I uh I'm like, how much does it cost tonight? Twenty-six dollars. And I pull out my wallet and I take out like four twenties. I kind of slide it over. Is that good for four nights? And he you see him, he just kind of looks at you, you know. He's he's probably been in the game for long enough to know that like when somebody wants a few nights, like they they might have a story, you know. And he thinks about it for a second, like, am I gonna bring some some heat to this to this hotel by doing this? But he he takes some money and he just gives you the key and just looks back at the paper again. And you see the number on it. He he doesn't tell you where it is. He's just he just kind of slides it through the little the little space where where money is exchanged through this this glass barrier and just goes back to reading his paper. So I'll go into the room and like use the key to open the room and like throw my bag on the bed and like go to the bathroom where the sink's at and kind of like pull the pistol out of the bag and set it like on the sink where like soap would go, I assume, and just kind of like stare in the mirror for like a good five minutes. Cause what's going on in his head right now, like what my, at least my plan of action is. And that's why I was super happy when you said it was getting dusk out, it was getting dark was the fact that, the only lead right now, and I want to clarify this with you as a storyteller to make sure that I remember it correctly, but the only lead that Raymond has right now is that these things were left at Manny's house twice now, right? Like two days in a row were left at yep. his house. All right. So that is going to be the first thing that I want to do is I want to kind of like take a cab like a block away from Manny's house. And I was going to use, I just looked it up right now, but I believe it is, I believe it is the darkness contract of night's subtle distraction okay. and kind of use that to like because that's the only lead i have you know what i mean and i know that like manny i my i don't want to say my faith in manny like i know it's going to be on me to reach out to manny you know what i mean i don't want to do that yet i want to give manny time to process and do what he's going to do so i want to like take a cab like i said to a couple blocks away from his house and kind of use 
that contract to kind of like scope out because I'm thinking if it happened two nights in a row, it might happen again or see if anyone's looking around or just see what I can find out and be really, really subtle about it, you know? Hell yeah. Honestly, I love that plan. That sounds fucking awesome. So we'll just say for right now, though, you're you're still in the bathroom of this motel. And let me just describe this room really quick. So you go in through the door and you got these white walls that are stained yellow from uh, cigarette smoking and stuff like that. There's one bed and it's got this yellow floral blanket comforter over it. And it, it looks pretty worn. The room does not smell great when you go inside. You get this, this ashtray whiff immediately. And it's so it's very dingy, very dim lit. It's it's definitely one of the I mean, you've never even though you grew up not not really being as wealthy as you are now, not that you're like super rich now or anything like that, this is like probably one of the worst motels you've been in in your life. You know, you've never had to be in in a motel that was this bad before. And it's just kind of like this whole situation is kind of setting in where it's just like the ugliness of this room and the ugliness of the situation. But you're in the bathroom right now, which is equally as filthy as the, I don't want to say filthy. I mean, they, they throw the trash away and they, they make the beds and stuff like that, but it just has this, this dinginess about it that, you know, you, you could probably try to clean it a hundred times and it would never go away. And you're in this you're in this bathroom right now, looking at yourself in the mirror. And what do you what are you thinking right now about yourself and and what's going on in your head? I feel like, to be honest with you, like Raymond feels right now that like death is just around the corner for him. Like he's in a race right now with death, if that makes sense. Like he knows that right now he has like a very limited window probably to do what needs to get done because Raymond does consider manny a friend and raymond does like have a form of respect for manny but he knows he had to like in a way confuse manny and get manny to kind of like see things his way for a second to get him out of there and do what needed to be done so he right now in his head is worried that manny may change his mind and manny was right when he said the crow people will probably be going after him and all this shit. like pretty much he's burnt every fucking bridge and he's like really when he's looking in the mirror he's even feeling worse because there was a moment where like he was hoping that katrina would be able to help him find his daughter you know and 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 do something about his daughter and now he just kind of realizes it's all flushed away but he is still kind of like motivated knowing that like there's a task at hand to do so he it's a fucked up it's a fucked up swirl of emotions like he knows he's let everyone down he knows he you know killed someone he's trying to rationalize it but he also knows right now that like he's the only one taking forward progress to stop whatever's in this town doing it you know how do you they feel all, about charlie right now like he feels sad you, dude he feels but do you sad. feel yeah. like that was what you had to do because i'm mm-hmm. starting to get the impression that you totally believe in this at this point like this you know it does suck but it was this is what absolutely had to happen is yeah, that still because, what you're thinking? Yeah, because in his head, that's what he had to do to rationalize taking someone's life. You know, they, 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 he can't like have any other opinion, or he's gonna fucking be racked with guilt. You know, it's it's not easy to like really draw out. You know, exactly what he's feeling at this moment, but right. it's it's accumulation of stuff. But he he does know that like um, he's feeling that that he probably knows people are in a commotion about what happened. And they're probably arguing and they're probably getting emotional and they're probably yelling and they're probably screaming for blood. But nothing's being done to stop the greater issue. 
you know, and he knows that he's probably the only one right now who's doing it. And so in a way, and I don't want to say it's the ego because he's not really like an egotistical person, but his ego's coming out and he's kind of being like, well, I'm the guy who's going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do this. And he's just trying to give himself a pep talk because he's still suicidal. He still has that like tapping on his shoulder. Like, you know, you could just take your life right now. It's over. You know what I mean? So it's a big hype up thing. Him looking in the mirror and like him having to like hype himself up for what needs to get done. So and from that conversation you had with Manny, I mean, you, you, he didn't give the vibe that he just straight up just doesn't believe you. Part of you must must think that he wouldn't have let you left unless he truly did believe that you you're onto something, you know. And he is gonna take the chance to let you see it through, even though he probably should have should have dragged you into to answer to the freehold. So you're you know, and I don't know. Do you think Raymond was? What do you think Raymond was expecting when when this whole conversation went down? Do you think he I thought he was going to be brought in? No, I don't think he thought he was going to because I think he realized – I mean, first of all, he knows Manny. He, Manny does not have the, the – the, I don't want to say privilege, but Manny has more of a burden on his shoulders, more responsibilities. You know, I can – Raymond can tell Manny, let me go. I got to do this, but he knows that. Manny has responsibilities that could prevent him from doing that. But he also knows though, that Manny will confront a threat, you know, just like what Manny told him, I will kill you if you don't turn yourself in, you know? So like, he knows that, like, even though Manny has to like make the masses happy that if, if he gets through to Manny onto that level where they both, the reason why they get along, you know, and he gets through them on that level and he tells him, Hey, this needs to get done that he, he, he was sure Manny would listen to him. You know what I mean? But, and if anything, it helped him the moment that he saw Manny tell Isabel, to get the fuck out of there and tell everyone to get the fuck out of there. He knew they were going to have a connection that probably wouldn't have been able to happen if those people like in the background being like, get them in trouble, get them in trouble and all this shit. You know what I mean? That like, these are two people who have to make hard decisions and get shit done. There's, there's not too many sheepdogs in our freehold. You know what I mean? And unfortunately it's like, this is sheepdog kind of shit that they have to do together. Or at least uh, Raymond has to do. Hello folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of 
otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. <laughs> Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Dawn Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs> 